0: Listening to the 23 Personnel Podcast, a Texas Tech athletics podcast where food and sports clash at the goal line. Here are your hosts, Spencer and Michael.
1: All right, what is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the 23 Personnel Podcast. I'm your host, Spencer, joined by Michael. What's up, man?
0: How's it going? It's good. I think, uh, I think Neil Brown's coming to town. I just heard a NASCAR outside my, outside my house.
1: NASCAR, NASCAR, NASCAR. Yeah. What, what about Go the draw on third and long? I love it. Can't wait to see it. I wonder how many of those we'll, we'll actually see this weekend. Because well, that was more of a Neil Brown thing. I don't know if, like, if he's instilled that in a Graham Harrell. I don't think so. I think that would be a tough sell. Hey, just, just random. I, I'm sorry. R- random. Yeah, and this, they're not related. So I went to my nephew's football game on Friday night. Their starting mm-hmm. quarterback is named Harold. Oh, a QB named Harold. Yeah, but he was he was a runner that could throw the ball. Whereas interesting, Harold was like a Graham.
0: quarterback that could run the ball. Oh no, he was he was a runner through and through.
1: I mean, he certainly displayed that in in the the Cotton Bowl against Ole Miss there before halftime. Took off for fifty yards. That's right. But just, just Couldn't slow enough. Four, but it was good. Just slow enough to get down. Uh, right He's as, as time fast expired. As he needs to be. Well, that that time he was slower than he needed to be. Okay. Anyways, we got a homecoming this weekend, Michael. Not think that really ever means anything to me. I don't. I don't. I haven't partaken in homecoming festivities since I was a student. And me I don't. Either. I don't really think it's meant for us, but.
0: No, I mean, I guess technically it probably is meant for us because we're alumni and whatnot. But yeah, I think I went to a couple of bonfires back in the day.
1: The that was about it. The float parade. You ever yeah, done that? I, no, like I said I, I did that as a student. I went because it we went right. The route was right past our our dorm.
0: I think I was supposed to one time on one of my honor society things and. I think I weaseled out of it.
1: As an honor society student would. Yes, but, but out, so probably honorably. <laughs> you can get out of something sports. No, I'm just kidding. Um so yeah, we got West Virginia this weekend, back on a on a football schedule. Great to be back. We had the off week. Felt weird, man, just to sit back and watch everybody else play. And we're like, well, what are we supposed to do?
0: I was opposite, man. It felt great. It was just freeing. It was nice to just enjoy, enjoy the football and not be like, oh, what, what are we going to do now? I mean, What I, are we going to do
1: now? Smith threw another pick six this week. What are we going to do? Well, if Smith was starting, we'd be really, really fuming about something. So, yeah, we got football this weekend. Eight teams from the Big 12 are in action. Um, Oklahoma and Iowa State are off. But we've got some injury updates. Obviously, the homecoming game versus West Virginia, all our full preview. Let you know how they do statistically so far throughout the year, what the Graham Harrell offense looks like, some names on defense that have always been around, and maybe a couple name, a couple guys that uh, you should be aware of. Uh, some weird st- defense statistical anomalies, especially on the West Virginia pass defense. We'll, I'll get your take on that, Michael. Uh, okay. update everybody on the FBI stuff weirdly, like on a week that you're off, things shifted. <laughs> uh, according to FBI, you're favored in three of your last six, but those all three of those, well, let me just say all all the numbers really, have gone down in terms of um, your
0: probability to win. Have they gone down from the, be- the beginning of the season or from last
1: week? From or last what? week. Oh. So not playing, it went down. So everybody else was, was playing up a little bit. Anyways, we'll, we'll get into that a little bit. If you want to keep up with us, Twitter is probably the best spot. At 23Personnel for the podcast, you get, obviously, all of our great links for the shows. Once those hit, some, some teaser, audio clips, uh, and just great, great fun, memes, Good stuff from Michael at 23 Personnel. and can follow me, Spencer at Punts Suck, and Michael at Michael underscore LBK. You can also catch us 10 to noon on Rob Rose College Tailgate, Talk 103.9 FM here in Lubbock, streaming online at kkam.com and on the Talk 103.9 mobile app. And as always, this episode is brought to you by Sports Drink, episode 305. Sports drink is a newly created internet community that tries to find the intersection of sports and not sports. They're here to help us grow and to hate your favorite team. A rising tide lifts all boats. So go check them out online or on social, go to sportsdrink.org or open Instagram and type in at sports drink. That's spelled like sports drink, but without the vowels, all we ask is that you close the door behind you. We're trying to not let the funk out.
0: Whew. Nailed it. <laughs> Always uh, just beautiful ad read.
1: It's that same read we've been doing for a few months. Like I still, I still have to look at it. It's
0: fine. It's fine to not commit that to memory. Yeah. There, there there's things.
1: some, there's some exciting rumblings going on in the podcast world.
0: You apparently remember that Graham Harrell didn't run far enough in the cotton bowl. Well,
1: I was there for that. And I was, I was steamed.
0: Yeah. So that's, that's taken up more valuable space than the ad read. That's okay. That's actually really funny. <laughs>
1: But some one random play 14 years ago still lives in my head where I can't figure out a two paragraph ad read that I've been doing for four months. That's the funk you can't let out. Yeah. It's that run. That's the funk. Yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm just excited about the direction of podcasting in the Texas tech athletics world. Oh, okay. That's, that's all I'm saying. All right. All right. Sounds like me too. There, there may be some news next week. We'll see. We'll see. Okay. We'll All see. right. I'm looking forward to it. Hey, I'm looking forward to talking some football. You ready? Let's. Yes, I am. Let's do it. Chuck Keats himself made two. to escape. And that picked off. Back-to-back back. turnovers and Waters one of the other way. 20, back down the
0: touchdown, Texas. Six. six.
1: 70 yards, Marquise Waters. Play fake. Finds Tharp again, and he's in the end zone for his first collegiate touchdown. The deep ball down the middle, and
0: it's caught touchdown, Texas Tech. Miles Price
1: 30. Intercepted! Picked off at the 20-yard line! Smith to throw again. Has a man downfield, and Texas Tech finds the end zone. It's McLean Mannix. Brooks to the left side, to the five. Touchdown, Red Raiders! Smith, buying a little time, throwing to the back of the end zone. Caught! Touchdown.
0: Tied at 38, three seconds to go, 62-yard try. Garibay has his foot into wow. it. It may be long enough. It is good! It is good! It is good! Jonathan Garibay has won the game with a 62-yard field goal! Oh, my God, can you believe that? Wow.
1: All right. There's no week seven to recap, Michael. At least not for Texas Tech. There's no final thoughts to give on a game. Although we we go back and talk about the games that were played without Texas Tech. Baylor West Virginia was a good one.
0: Yeah, we'll probably mention that just kind of in in general anyway.
1: Kansas Oklahoma TC, Oklahoma Good for
0: State. a while. Oh, that yeah, that was a that was a salty game.
1: Texas Iowa State also salty. Salty for all, different reasons, though. They, they were, were
0: all good games. Ex- even the KU game was was good for a
1: while. Which is impressive. They did, they did that on the road with their backup quarterback. Yes. And kind of went toe-to-toe with a mostly full-strength, full-health Oklahoma when, once they got Dylan Gabriel back. So That's that right. offense is a potent. So the Big 12,
0: does it run through Fort Worth? Is that... Is that what we're seeing? Do we have to admit this now, or can we no. wait a little bit? No, no, no. Wait, okay, good.
1: I, 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 I think let's, that... Let's let Kansas State I think the see trajectory. what they have to say about it. Oh my gosh. So my phone is on the desktop here, and the Discord keeps going off. Maybe maybe if I put on the mouse pad, it'll,
0: it'll help a little bit. I can't believe you have notifications on for that thing. It would just... I think my phone would explode.
1: Well, so... and. I, I turned them off a few weeks ago when I went on that hunting trip, and it took me a while to figure out how to turn them back on, which was strange because I turned them off, but I couldn't get them back on. And then I, I I went I maybe last week or maybe it was two weeks ago. I devoted like four hours to catching up <laughs> on one channel. I was like, all right, I'm I'm caught up. The problem That's is pretty I, quick. I don't think I kept up since. It's <laughs> so you now. Were four like,
0: hours behind again.
1: Well, I don't know because that channel. I I went back and was reading. Um, back in July. Oh my gosh. There there were discussions about The Bachelorette. Okay.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think you made it to the, the genesis of that channel.
1: Anywho, so Any Kansas
0: years. State, apparently when we did our gouches after dark, I kind of rubbed one of the Kansas State guys the wrong way. And I wasn't meaning to, but... <laughs> They, they, did, did you get like the uh, well, actually, well, <laughs> kind and, of feedback you know what from was, that guy? No, and, and what was fine was um, that w- he was hosting a Spotify live with the Gaucho's one evening, and I just hopped on to listen, and then out of nowhere he saw me and asked me to, to to say a couple things. So I mean, he was really nice. I had a it was nice of him to to ask me to to speak. I was just listening, and then. Then he hopped in on ours, and so that's why I was like, okay, I'm not going to try to argue or anything. But, you know, Kansas State, as as well as they've played, their biggest win is against a know-you team that's kind of – I don't know who they are yet. Nobody does. Uh, yes, they had Dylan Gabriel. I think that was his big point. But they also lost at home to Tulane – and they also scored 10 points in a road win in Ames. Um, so, I mean, it's just kind of as well as 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 they've looked at times. I think they're, um, you know, I don't know if they're the best team in the Big 12. That's all I was getting at. And yeah. so that's going to the the purple battle this weekend is going to settle a couple of things. And I, I'm rooting for the Wildcats because I would rather live in a world where the the Wildcats are going to the Big 12 championship game than than the Frogs but I just don't know. I don't I don't know what that team is just yet. To to only score 10 points. Yes, Iowa State has the best defense I think in the league but not not Big 12 caliber offense if you can only score 10 on the road
1: or 10 at home. What did you think about that question or like what were some of your thoughts on like worst team in the big 12 because there were actually quite a few different answers in that in that uh after dark um and i i kind of defaulted and said well it's iowa state because they're 0 and four they have the worst record but like the more i thought about it i was like i don't know defense is so i don't know if there's like a worst team that there's definitely a bottom
0: tier yeah i don't think it's a clear worst team uh, you in, know, depending on what week you ask and who you ask, Tech Man BB.
1: I was going to say Tech is, might be in that tier. As I was going to say is is, is Teching included in that? Um, because right now they're 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 one and two, um, so they're not that yeah. far off from being winless. Um, but interesting. I, I I think we'll know a lot more this weekend. Obviously, when you get two teams that are uh kind of picked to finish around the same area, um, to see what they do to, to each other. Like if it's a close game, like yeah, then probably they will finish pretty close or. If one team like, like drugs, the other one like, well, okay, I can feel a lot better about that team or whatever. So, yeah. Yeah. And
0: so this weekend we'll get a chance to, to see some of that. The Kansas is heading to Baylor at 11 on ESPN two. Of course, our game we'll get into more later at 2 PM on FS one Then Texas heads to Stillwater two thirty on ABC. That's going to be a pretty fine football game. I that I wish you know I could leisurely watch, but you know I'll obviously have my focus on the tech game.
1: And and I, I hate to give this much credit to TCU. I'm kind of cooling on Oklahoma State. You know I'm not that. That's kind of where I was coming around to at the end of
0: that conversation was Oklahoma State went on the road as a dog and lost in overtime. So. They're still really darn good. Um, I mean, I, I think they should win this weekend. We'll see if they do. But I don't know, man. I mean, th- that defensive front is just unreal. But TCU was able to have
1: their way against it quite a bit. But Texas is just playing different the past couple of weeks. They are, man. They are. <laughs> What's happened? I'm just – I'm. Uh- Knock on wood. So glad we were already through the Texas. Well, yours game. came back.
0: I guess that's the simple answers. Yours came back, and that kind of that rejuvenated everything. And one word: we a week. Yeah, yeah.
1: Because like, you know, if, if you are facing Texas now in the season, like, ooh, I, I, I'd be back like preseason, very un, un, uncomfortable and very non-confident.
0: Well, I think we at Texas Tech may have done two things this season. I think it's it's common that that uh or a common thought that Texas Tech broke Houston. So there's a chance that they fixed Texas. So you're welcome, Longhorn fans. Is Texas back? For for that get right game in Lubbock. Where <laughs> in, in in where they in the game where they they lost. Yeah. <laughs> yeah then if it's their only one, I mean so what? It'll be fine. Or yeah. not their only one, but their only Big twelve loss.
1: Yeah, that game Kansas State TCU. Um and I I I know we all we all like to poke fun at TCU and their attendance. But like you you just you just can't you can't defend a top fifteen matchup two undefeated teams and there being sections of their stadium empty. Was it really that bad? I
0: I did watch quite a bit of that game, but I missed a lot of the of the stadium shots. I do know there were quite a few Fans wearing orange in the stands, but you're welcome,
1: Cowboys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Those are did you give him, a did lot give of them. A promo code? No, well, no, because they the, the, the TCU forced Texas Tech to buy the, the mini the mini packs or whatever, and the Texas oh, Tech sold off their extra tickets to a little man helping man. I mean, it may have been to Oklahoma State and Kansas State. It's a little bit of a little bit of guns up camaraderie, I guess. I don't know, but there there are a lot of couple points. and and that's 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 a a big alumni base for them. Dallas Fort Worth area has it like oh sure, I mean it's their second other major metro area close to campus for them. So yeah, and recruiting base too. I mean it's
0: it's huge. Yeah, anyways, it's just as close to Dallas as we are.
1: We'll learn a lot more about the direction of the the conference after Saturday night's game. FS1. I, I hate that's on FS1.
0: I do too. I really wish there could be more eyes on that because this is a compelling matchup to, to me. I've just really enjoyed big 12 football this season. I like that. Kansas is not just a, a doormat, you know, I mean, Kansas at Baylor could get interesting. You never know. I, I, I'm just really liking that. It's just kind of a, a wild conference this season so far. Now someone will have to emerge eventually, but maybe not. I mean, maybe you have three, eight, and three teams, or however that works out. Eight and four, whatever the math is. Yeah, I'm good at it.
1: <laughs> it's only what we do. I have computers I do that
0: do the math for me. It's fine.
1: Yeah, and I'm I'm just interested to see like is Baylor for real or like is it like an even year down year
0: right have they really started something or is it kind of regressing back to normal for baylor i i don't know or is the big theory that mcguire was the only thing holding mcguire and beard or blanchard i'm sorry uh, man, way off uh, mcguire and blanchard were they the only thing holding the lap together so shiplap. we'll see nice all
1: right i want to give a quick injury update before we get into our west virginia preview you doing okay Oh, what? Injury for the players? Yeah. Oh, okay. me. I, I was making sure you're all right, my man. I mean, I I had a little bit of an upset stomach last night. But I'm, <laughs> okay. I'm on the mend. Okay. All right. All right. Well, good to know. Well, I wanted to know that, so thank you. I took the day off actually. To recover. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it wasn't like a stomach bug, but there was like. Anyway, stomach was upset. It was angry. And and, and yeah, there there was enough. There was like I. This has happened several times, and I, it's probably just an indictment of just like just me getting older, and not not acting like, like I'm getting older. Yes, there have been several nights where I've I've stayed up feeling like I'm gonna get sick, never do, but the next day felt like I got sick. Yeah, because you just were yeah. up and you felt like crap all night. Yeah, it was like you get that like the weird stomach hangover where you're like you you don't want to eat. Anyways. <laughs> But you know you need to, and then you eat something awful. And then, anyway. you, and then you don't feel good. You're like, oh, that was, that was a mistake. Anyways, that was my life today. Back to the day well, I'm glad you're
0: okay. Good injury update.
1: Yeah. Well, it also it helps that I realized that whenever it happened recently, I'm now earning like 10 or so hours of PTO a paycheck. So I was like, I need to, I need to take some time off. Yeah. I'm earning more. Like taking a day off every two weeks, I'd still be accruing more PTO then I'd be spending. That's it, man. This is the way. All right. Quick update for the Texas tech football players. Not, not for the Texas tech fans here. Uh, more, some of these more as a reminder. So out for the season, uh, linebackers, Bryce Robinson and Bryce Ramirez wide receiver, Cameron Cantrell, defensive lineman, Trevon McAlpine offensive line, Cole Spencer. And as a reminder, he's going to be seeking a medical red shirt questionable for this weekend. Miles price still working on that ankle, J.J. Sparkman had a bum thumb. <laughs> I'm not exactly sure what, what, he, what he did, but um, his thumb may hold him out. Running back Cameron Valdez may be back. Um, he, I think they were – he was getting close to being available for Oklahoma State. They said, you know what, we'll, we'll take one more week. You get the bye week and you come back. Koi Eakin uh, did see that he was um, – that he he should be ready to go for this weekend. Tyler Shuck, it looks like, won't be fully cleared until the Baylor game, so that kind of clears that up for this weekend's starter. There were a couple of quarterback-specific updates from McGuire, namely so for Morton uh, and his ankle. McGuire shared that he practiced on Sunday, was mobile, uh, was able to get out of the pocket, and looked ready to play this weekend. So a week ahead of time, he said, I think he looked like he's ready to go. Update on Donovan Smith and his shoulder and his knee. McGuire said he looks healthier than he has been in a while, which doesn't have the same ringing endorsement that he, <laughs> that he said yeah, for Morton, yeah. uh, but that he did look good throwing on Sunday. Uh, and then he followed up saying, I feel really good about saying we're going to have both available. So he, he's he's not, you know, he's not talking about Shuck there. Morton and Smith, they're in a really good frame of mind. I
0: would take him at his word on that for sure because every chance he's had so far to say that all three will play or you will see all three, he has said it. And so he didn't say that this week. So that obviously is going to limit Shuck to be in the rotation. Uh, not until, you know, the 29th. So I, I feel good about this. I'm, I'm hoping ankle or ankle. I'm looking at the word. I'm hoping Morton's okay. Um, I know that he just got battered up in Stillwater. Uh, that hopefully should be the, the best defensive front he sees all year, possibly his hopefully long tenured wonderful career here at Texas Tech. So well, maybe that will that will uh, you know be better this week. Well, the West Virginia front is no no slouch. No, they're not. They're I I know that. I mean I, that is true. I'm not trying to downplay West Virginia, uh, but I do think that Oklahoma State's a little bit a little bit of something special there. A little salty. All right. That's that's why I'm not counting them out yet. I mean, I just they just lost to TCU. It's fine. It'll fine. be okay. They It'll lost to okay. overtime. Overtime to TCU. They're going to win the rest of their
1: games. You talk about Texas Tech? Oklahoma State. <laughs> Texas Tech hasn't lost to TCU. No, I meant like when you said they're going to win the rest of their games. Oh,
0: <laughs> well, we'll get to that. <laughs> All right. We'll we get to that. I don't know. Maybe not.
1: Well, it starts this weekend against West Virginia. 2.30. Is it 2.30 or 2? Two? I've already messed this up. It's that 2? Uh, I think it's 2, yeah. Texas and Oklahoma State's at 2.30. 2 p.m. FS1. Texas Tech is a touchdown favorite as of tonight. Open as a four-point favorite, and that line shifted three points. Uh, don't follow Kyle and fade the steam. Go ahead and, and, and trail <laughs> this. Go ahead and take Texas Tech. Uh, Michael said he got it minus five. I'm sure he feels I even did. better now that it's moved up to seven. So.
0: I did. Uh, I had a friend text me that it was starting to move, and I went on to action. And some could call it cheating, but I went and found a minus five line at MGM where everyone else was already at like minus six and a half.
1: Hey, if but it, if it wasn't one. updated. So you're too slow, MGM. You're going to lose some money on that one. Um, That's right. Over under, well, you know, very entertaining. Fake body. money. Yeah. <laughs> over <laughs> under 66 and a half. That feels low. I agree. I, I think I would take the over on this one, especially. So I, 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 when I was looking at the this, the line here, action, the action network gave me this little tidbit that West Virginia games have hit the over four of their last five games. So,
0: oh yeah. Well, I think I took it against Baylor, even though Baylor's offense hasn't been that in, impressive. Well, um, and, and the Baylor defense has been pretty good, but that was an yes. 83 point game. Yeah, but there was just something I, I had in my head, and I never said it out loud, so I can't get credit for it, but I had in my head this feels like the Kansas versus West Virginia matchup. It's just going to be weird, and there's just going to be a lot of scoring.
1: So I took the over. And that was a 97-point game. Yeah, that was nuts. 55-42. One of those weird two-possession games that went to overtime because you got the pick-six mm-hmm. there, and I steal it. Uh, West Virginia, well, I guess they're both. Three and three. Um, West Virginia only played. I say only that that one and oh is not correct. They are one and two in Big 12 play, not one and oh. Um, four and one against the spread so far this season, two and one against the spread on the road, and like I said, over four of the last five uh y'all remember they opened the season at Pitt for the backyard brawl lost in a really entertaining game then they had the the overtime game versus Kansas they lost then they beat Towson and then on the road at Virginia Tech and then beat at they were they lost at Texas and then last week they beat Baylor at home all time record is 6 and 5 in favor of the Mountaineers but Tech has won the last 3 so Tech won the first two uh and then Mountaineers won six in a row, and then Tech has won the last three to get it almost uh even. On offense, they are led by quarterback Redshirt Junior JT Daniels, one of the many J. Daniels quarterbacks across the country this season. It's astounding. I mean there I think there's three. There's JT, there's Jalen, and I think I think there's a Jaden Daniels too. Jalen and Jaden? Uh-huh. Okay. I think it's in the SEC. Anyways. Stands at 6'2", 225. So far this year, he's throwing for 64% completion percentage, just about 1,500 passing yards, nine touchdowns, three interceptions, but a very paltry 6.9 yards per attempt. Yeah, that surprised
0: me too, especially after seeing some of the receivers really get open and or Baylor just missed tackles this last Thursday watching that game. I I figured that he would have be an averaging closer to 10, but I th- maybe just that
1: one game was a bit of an anomaly there. Well, and, well, that's the thing though. Like as well as they did last week against Baylor, like the, the season average is still under seven yards per attempt. Mm. They are, they are pretty run heavy or they are, they're actually pretty good on the ground. Uh, and, and they, they kind of sneaky have been uh, for a while just as, as a program, they have got three uh, running back options. One of them, uh, has been held out for a concussion maybe back this week, but uh the main guys you're gonna see number 24 running back, red shirt sophomore Tony Mathis junior 5'11", 51-207 so far this year, 92 carries, 476 yards, 5.2 yards per carry, and five touchdowns. Um, I went to go look at his receiving stats and realized they just don't throw they don't throw the running backs. I think he's got three catches I think I think between all three of them they have 10 combined catches. It's ridiculous. I was like they don't throw a lot of screens apparently. Or well not yeah routes not to, the to the running backs. The, the running yeah. back, yeah. Um but last week had 22 carries for 163 yards and two touchdowns versus Baylor. The guy this, this guy is he's he incredible. Be yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: he can be I trouble. mean he he will he will take off to the right side, he'll go right of the center and then go, oh, yeah, that's not going to work." And then he'll back up and then go left of the center and score a touchdown. He's, he's got a really good uh, field of vision. And just I mentioned on the radio show last week, it seemed like th- there were some times that he was running so hard and so fast that I think he f- tripped himself up because he, went th- he got through a hole so quick and he was expecting some more resistance and then he didn't find it. But, yeah, he's going to be – Really hard to get down. I mean, yeah. I'm I'm hoping Merriweather is is ready because this is this guy is really elusive. He's quick. He's um, geez, he's built just enough to where he can hit and power through too. But man, is is he just fast?
1: I, I was just I liked watching him run. Yeah. Uh, Cj Donaldson uh, may be available this weekend. Um, he's coming back from a concussion he sustained versus Texas. Uh, On the year, 56 carries, 389 yards, 5.2 yards per carry, and six touchdowns. So both of their
0: running backs that we might see average over five yards per carry.
1: That's Uh nuts. And the third head of this monster, sophomore, number 26, Justin Johnson, 5'11", 198, 52 carries, 240 yards for three more touchdowns. So between the three of them, they've got... Eleven 1, hundred? No, a thousand yards. Halfway through the season.
0: Yeah, and jo- Johnson is only averaging a paltry four point six yards per carry. What a slouch! My goodness.
1: When they decided to put it in the air, though, you're looking at three guys mainly. Well, one really, but then they've got a couple of other guys. Redshirt junior number zero Bryce for Wheaton, six three two twenty four forty catches so far in this season, forty four hundred and sixty three yards four touchdowns. That is a little over what was that? 11 yards per catch. Sophomore number three, Caden Prather, 6'4", 211, 36 receptions, 369 yards. That's 10 yards a catch and three touchdowns. Redshirt junior, number 13, Sam James, six foot 176. This is going to be their inside guy where those other two are their outside. 23 catches for 357. That's something like 15 yards per catch and two yeah. touchdowns. No kidding. So their outside guys are big. Uh, obviously, Bryce Ford Wheaton is, is their number one guy, uh, 11 or so yards per catch. And they've got a really good slot guy and 15 yards per catch.
0: One thing I noticed, too, is if Daniels gets the ball kind of anywhere around these guys, they're going to grab it and then... If they get hit, they will hang on to it. That was pretty impressive what they were able to do against Baylor. I know there were a couple of times before they even got to the ground. I think they were getting hit and they still held on to the ball. I, I have some random stats for you. You want some random stats? Yeah. That, that are meaningful, but not quite as meaningful. So I want to call upon the podcast jinx if there is such a thing. Oh, let's do it. Because West Virginia is a perfect 10 for 10 on field goals this season. So podcast you know, jinx engage. That's what we're going for here.
1: I, I wouldn't mind if they if they kept that streak perfect, if it meant they were score they were scoring more field goals than touchdowns. Mm, now I like, want them to miss field goals too. I mean, that, I mean, that would be preferable, ideal. But also, like if, if if they're having to settle for field goals, then yeah, they they can hit three of them this weekend. That's yeah, fine. that's true. That's that's kind of the
0: the whole the first three quarters against Oklahoma state. That was nice. Yeah. And of course he's the other big 12 kicker who hasn't missed all year. The kicker for, uh, is it leg for Oklahoma uh, state? Is
1: there a kicker named leg? I think so. The, he did get a lot, lot of airtime the the TCU game about how tight and short his shorts were or pants were. They, oh, they you know why? were basically you know saying why? like, he's like, he's wearing bicycle shorts. You know why? He's got
0: legs. <laughs> He knows how to use them. Sorry. Okay. West Virginia, back <laughs> to the on. game, has only allowed eight sacks this season. And this d- offensive line. I mean, we're going to get into a little bit more of the running stats. And so we're kind of seeing a good reason as to why these running backs are averaging basically five yards a carry for all three of them is because Daniels is really being protected. And he's not super mobile. He will roll out. Uh, he's not as mobile as Morton. He's probably kind of, I don't know, somewhere, this is somewhere between Shuck and Smith. That sounds like a country song, but I think he's, uh, he's just, if he gets some pressure to him, he'll make some mistakes. And so hopefully, you know, Wilson and the guys will, will be bringing it. But yeah, West Virginia's only allowed eight sacks this season. TTU, has allowed 23. Ouch. Yeah. Slight difference in offensive line
1: play. Okay. The other thing I wanted to point out. Well, hold on, so, is, hold on a second. I, I, I think one of the stats we were talking about that didn't make sense. They're passing yards per attempt. They were so low. I think it may actually have a correlation here with how many sacks they've given up because they're taking very quick, short routes. That's a good point. They're getting the ball out.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. And and hopefully we'll see that with, with Morton starting, he'll be able to get the ball out a little bit faster. Uh, The other thing I wanted to point out is West Virginia is taking a page out of, I'm not going to say Texas tech is the only person doing it, but they're the one leading the charge in the big 12 on fourth down attempts. So West Virginia goes for it on fourth down the third most in the league. TTU is of course, number, number one that they have a really bad success rate. 14 of 25 but you know keep it up Shh. keep keep doing what you're doing. Uh Baylor is second with 13 of 19. It's pretty good. So they've they've attempted it 19 times and West Virginia has attempted fourth down uh, conversions 16 times or 12 of 16. So I would expect both teams to play a little bit aggressive, especially West Virginia being on the road. Uh you might see some fourth down Let's let's do this. What's an over-under on fourth down conversions you see from both teams, combined
1: fourth so combined, down Uh Let's go with – Well, not conversions, sorry. Attempts. Oh, attempts. Eight. Eight? I think I might take
0: the under on that. But I don't know. That doesn't sound that crazy, does it? Because Tech almost did eight on their own against Texas, didn't they? I mean, they could get five and not really like bat an eye at it. So Yeah. Okay. Ooh, that's a good line. All right, seven. And I a think half. I would take the under. I think I would Give take the, the under just because I'm I'm feeling seven. Okay, that's kind of where I was. So anyway, uh, those are some random good stats for you. Let's let's jinx jinx the field goal kicker. I should have looked up his name because kickers have names
1: too, but I didn't. Hold on, hold on. We, we got this kicker, got special teams. Oliver. Nope, that's her punt. No, Leg is the West Virginia kicker, Casey Leg. Oh, he's got legs. Yeah. Cause the Oklahoma state kicker was something else. Uh, hang on, hang on.
0: He knows how to use them.
1: Okay. Now we got it. And I, I love how any chance they get, they like to, uh, they like to remind everybody that the punter for Oklahoma state, it's like 35. Yeah, it's great. It's like, like, like he and I are about the same age. Like that's kind of ridiculous.
0: <laughs> this guy, uh, I'm this this guy not dropped dry. off his three kids at daycare today on the way to the game. Um, Welcome, the the guy, the only guy with a four hundred one k on the team. Anyway, yeah, I I just I
1: get a kick out of that too.
0: Because right. I think he's the oldest. Is he the oldest one in the FBS?
1: That's what they say. That's what they say. Hold on, I'm 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 gonna find this kid. Real quick. What kid? What are you finding? The kicker for
0: Oklahoma State. Oh, okay. Wait, there is he amandola No, which one's amandola
1: Oh no, Amadola's on the Chiefs now. Shoot, uh, Alex Hale, Tanner Brown, Cason Shrum, or Logan Ward. It's one of those three,
0: <laughs> four. I have no idea. I That's love the that kicker. Phil stats. This is gonna be great.
1: Okay, I've uh, he is
0: punter Tanner Tom. Brown.
1: Okay, and the the punter is Tom Hutton. Yeah, he looks it too, dude. <laughs> the kicker for Oklahoma State's Tanner
0: Brown, he's a perfect twelve for twelve on the season. Oh, Christopher Dunn, NC State's kicker is fourteen of fourteen. And then West Virginia, Casey Leg. Yeah. Gosh, what a name! I know. I think we say this every every time we preview this team, and and his name comes up.
1: All right, so matchup wise, Michael, let's look yeah, at Tech Tech to Talk
0: about that. Yeah. When
1: TechStack Tech has the ball, they throw for three hundred and sixty-five yards a game, seven point two yards per attempt. That I hate. Hey, that that number is actually going down. I want to go in the other direction. I want to go in up. A bigger place. Um, running for just about hundred and twenty yards per game at three point three yards per carry, converting thirty percent, thirty-four percent of third downs, and a little bit better than 50% of fourth downs um, Mm. and scoring 34 and a third points per game, whereas West Virginia defends the pass, allowing only 263 yards per game, but at almost nine yards per attempt, which is another one of those weird things that doesn't make sense. They're giving up 260 pass yards and nine yards per attempt, so they get beat deep on big plays, but only a couple of them they are pretty good against the run giving up only 112 yards per game on 3.5 yards per carry they are very bad on third down defense allowing teams to convert more than 42% of their attempts and they're giving up more than 31 points per game now when West Virginia has the ball they throw it for 271 yards at just under 7 yards per attempt whereas Texas Tech allows 220 yards on 7.5 yards per attempt, they run for 191.3 yards per game. Texas Tech is allowing 146 and a 146.5. They run it for 5 yards per carry. Texas Tech is allowing 4.1. That number is, is still trending down after giving up 400 yards, whatever it was, to Kansas State. Oh, yeah. The anomaly, because it went from 99 yards to 150, but it's coming back down. As bad as the West Virginia defense was on converting or allowing teams to convert on third down, their offense is better at converting their own third downs. They're able to stay on the field longer and convert third downs. They do it at a rate of 50% of all third downs. They convert. That's I think if you're going to be slowing this team down, you need to get them into third and long and just get them off the field. Texas tech is allowing teams to convert 33 and a third percent of their third downs. They score 39 points per game, where Texas Tech allows just under True. 30 points per game.
0: I double-checked that 39 points per game math. I was like, oh, that can't be right. Yeah, that's right. Of course, they have a 65-er. They dropped 60 against Towson or whoever well, that they, was. They've but.
1: had a lot of... Like, it's been very consistent. But, I mean, 38,
0: 42, 65, 33, 20, 40, three. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's legit. So I was... I was kind of almost shocked by that, that they're scoring almost 40 points
1: a game, six games into the season. Yeah, and, and Texas Tech scored 63, 33, 14, 37, 28,
0: 31. Yeah, it, Spencer, as you went through all that, this just really feels like a bad matchup. For Texas Tech? Well, okay, a bad matchup for for playing good defense on either side. I mean okay. this just this seems like this uh West Virginia's rushing attack is really going to be hard to stop. Really hard to slow down. And so Daniel's won't have to do much and when he does, he'll he'll hit it because he is
1: a pretty good quarterback. I would so argue it kind of feels that way. I'd argue the opposite. Okay. That despite that Kansas state game that the Texas tech rush defense is the strongest part of their defense. And that if they're going to force Daniels to beat him through the air, that he's only doing it at 6.9 yards per attempt. Like that's not their game. It's going to, they're going to have to you know, convert drives of 15, 18 plays. And we've seen teams be able to do that against Texas tech and Texas tech has been able to do that offensively it's just not something you can rely on i yeah. don't think so i i would actually argue the other way i would say like yeah they they you know it's strength versus strength which one's going to be better on saturday well and kind of the same deal <clears throat> you know tex um
0: west virginia offense is getting a first down 50% of the time on third down. But Texas defense is only allowing that to happen 33%. So it's going to, that's going to have to meet in the middle a little bit. I, I don't know exactly which way that will go. Um, I, I think that, like you said, the, the key is, which is, this is the key is to stop Texas tech is to limit little to no gain on first down. Um, that that's how you stop Texas Tech's offense because once they get to third and nine, it's it's curtains. I mean, I think that's part of the reason they're going for it on fourth down so much is because they kind of just have to. They they start at second and ten and second and twelve way too damn much, and so they've got to go every it's four down territory uh, in a lot of places. But this matchup does. I mean that the rushing yards per game. I think you're right. I I know the the numbers are skewed a little bit because of Kansas State, but we also saw just some bad rush defense on there. And a handful it was just a handful of plays. I know, but uh, that makes me a little bit nervous. Mm-hmm. But I do think I'm ready for my score prediction. Oh, I saw I saw you put yours down already. Do you want to go first? I'll go want...
1: first. I'm I'm okay. I'm taking Texas Tech to win this game and to cover. It's a touchdown. I think Texas Tech. Um, what what gives me I guess the confidence here is that they allow teams to, to gouge them through the air. And I think what we saw from a healthy Baron Morton, if he's able to do that again at home against a good, but not as great defensive front or defense that we saw from Oklahoma state, like it could get shootout esque. And I, I I like your, I like your chances there with a guy that that can get the ball down the field across the field too. Um, I think you know you're going to need more than 120 rushing yards, and I think you need to do it better than three and a, three and a third yards per carry. They they give up more than that, and they allow teams to convert on third down. So, um, I I think you know it's going to come down to is Baron Morton healthy? Is he going to be able to take advantage of the West Virginia pass defense that allows big plays, and our is the strength of our defense going to slow down their offense enough and make Harrell and Daniels? Kind of shift enough to put the game into a quarterback that dinks and dunks, and I like the I like a quarterback that hits big plays better than I like a quarterback that hits everything underneath. So I'm oh, taking yeah. Dex Tech to win, and for the the over to hit for the fifth of West Virginia's seven games, uh thirty eight to thirty. Okay. okay.
0: You know, as much as I talked about this matchup and not feeling great about it, I'm with you. I'm I'm gonna just my I've got 42 to 31. I wanted Ooh, tech. I I think Tech is gonna hit in the 40s for only the second time all season, first time against an FBS opponent. I think uh, Morton, like you said, I, I really envision a good game from him. I picture him uh, with the ability to pick apart this defense. And, you know, at some point they may be dropping eight and our guys can run the ball because he's picked apart the defense so much and, and vice versa. I mean, I, I think this is going to be a pretty good attack from Tech's side, but West Virginia's offense is, has really impressed me. And that 39 points per game is something I really hadn't looked into till you put it up uh, and mention it tonight. The rushing attack that just wears a team down. Even, even a good defense like Texas techs that can wear a team down and you can see, um, you know, some five, 10, 12 yard gains in the fourth quarter that you might not have seen in the first. So I do think West Virginia is going to score. I will allow Casey leg one field goal. You know, I hope he misses the other three, but uh, I've got 42 31 definitely taking the over. Um, I, I just kind of want to, Tech to win by two scores, I just want it to happen. So this this is kind of a want to pick, but I also think it's it's possible.
1: Yeah, I I don't know. I, I I just I know that my prediction came with a lot of if this then that, uh, and that's relying on a red shirt freshman quarterback to be healthy. Uh, to have enough time to be able to beat a defense deep with an offensive line that has the problems that Texas Tech does, and to be able to slow down the West Virginia rushing offense in a way that's going to shift how the game plays out. Well, to
0: throw in throw into some more ifs, Texas Tech I think only has two interceptions on the year. As friend of the show, Rob Bro would Rob Bro would say that's kind of they're kind of due. Due. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they're due for a pick six. Who knows? Ooh, that so that may nice. be where that, that higher score comes from. It may not all be offense. It may be a, a defensive score. It may be a kick maybe, return. Uh, oh, my God, a kick return. <laughs> a kick return past the 26-yard line. Uh,
1: according to FPI, this game, you ha- you still have a greater than 50% chance to win this game. It's 58-42 on the, on the breakdown. Uh, beginning of this season, it was a 67-33. to So it shifted a little bit more in West Virginia's favor. Uh, But looking at the rest of the season, uh, you do have almost a 40% uh, or 60-40, 40-60 split, however you want to look at that, with Baylor getting the slight advantage next week. uh, That game in Fort Worth continues to go in Fort Worth in TCU's favor. It's almost, it's a 21-79 advantage TCU. Kansas. Opened the season at 87.4 and it's dropped down to 63.9. Uh, it's still, you know, considerable favorite there. Iowa State, it's still moving in Texas Tech's favor now up to 30.5 to 69.5. And then Oklahoma opened the season. You had a, it was a 28 72. Now it's a 50.5 to 49.5. So, um, we may have lost Michael there for a second, but the FBI uh, currently you've got three uh, games where you'll be favored in and a couple of games that are heading in your direction uh, and then the, the game in Fort Worth. I mean, it's just not going your way with how well TC's been playing this season, but um, man, I, I'm I'm still like looking at at the the right, this second half of this season. You know, we both picked the the Texas Tech Texas tech, tech, tech to win this game. I haven't taken the first four. That also includes a TCU game. I, I've already said I'm going to switch those and say TCU is going to be a, you're going to drop that one, but you're going to win one of the last two, whether it's Iowa State or Oklahoma uh, that I had predict, predicted as a loss. So I I, I did cut out there. Sorry. Can you hear me? Am I back? You're
0: back. I plugged in my laptop, and I think that just confused things. That was kind of weird. I, I plugged it in, and a fan kicked on, and then all of a sudden I couldn't hear it. anyway. So did you... I'm sure you did discuss that the FPI to beat Oklahoma has gone up from 28% to 50.5. Uh, it, but it, it
1: did slide back this week. It was it was higher last week. Okay. Um, but okay. It, it was the Dylan Gabriel bump back in Oklahoma's favor, yeah. but you're still <laughs> a slight favorite there, 50.5 yeah. to 49. But... Big jump from being a you know twenty eight seventy two split to fifty fifty. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's let's
0: see let's see how we do this week. Um, West Virginia. You know, I had envisioned this being the last straw for Neil Brown. He was going to come to Lubbock and he was going to lose this game and get fired. But I don't think that's going to happen because they did I, end up beating. I, I thought they were going to lose to Virginia Tech. I thought they were going to lose to Baylor. I thought they were really going to come into Lubbock with two wins and then you know go two and five and they would shovel enough coal to get him out of there, but I, I didn't know if that was actually that feasible and of course now he just won that uh, a big twelve game last week. I think he's he's fine he won't be leaving Lubbock uh, on the rail or
1: anything yeah i i I, I thought we i I thought after the Kansas game, there'd be a lot more heat. Uh, what's helped Neil Brown is Kansas has actually turned out to be a pretty decent football team this year uh, because it, had they regressed to the cellar be like, wow, not only did they lose to Kansas and they lost the two possession Wayne overtime, which I, I'd love to I'm, I'm not gonna let that one go. Well, it could just be timing too, because who knows, Kansas, if
0: they lose every the rest of the games. But uh, right, that was but, the absolute best time for West Virginia to lose to Kansas mm-hmm. was was early on, as opposed to losing to them in November when
1: they were, you know, two and nine. Yeah. So, um, I love that this game is in, in Lubbock, though. So, get the home game. You get a night game. I, I don't know if, if we mentioned that Better game next week, six thirty kick. Yes. Okay.
0: No, I don't think we mentioned it. I was just agreeing it. Yeah. ESPN 2, 6:30 kick. It's your first 29th, night game. So basically a Halloween kind of
1: thing happening. Yeah. Your first night game since uh, Murray State. Yes. Well, your first home night game because the NC State game was also at night.
0: Yeah. And that was a really cool-looking night game.
1: <laughs> I just feel like we're kindred spirits
0: with with North Carolina State. I'm rooting for them.
1: Well, but they lost their, their quarterback. Yeah, they did. Devin Leary, he's out for the season, so. still got their kicker though. He's still And they their running backs, which I, I, I talked about this with uh with Bro on the show this weekend. I was like, Well the the passing touchdowns in that game against X-Tech did not come from Leary, so Oh, that's a good point. All right. Uh I've got some things for I was gonna say basketball. It's not just basketball, it's more Big Twelve news. Uh and I I think it's more like we're just delayed on this. So we're just gonna touch on it and give you our thoughts on The schedules are kind of being put out. uh, The conference schedules, 2023-2024, indicating that Texas and Oklahoma are are still intending to be here within the conference. Uh, There will be no divisions. Uh, Every school will play nine conference games in football. And over a two-year period, every school will play every other school in the conference. Uh, And then traditional rivals after realignment will be preserved. So uh, not like a Oklahoma-Oklahoma State, which I think the only one that's going to be, Affected, like as a traditional rivalry post realignment. Um, so everything else uh, would would remain basketball. Yeah, I, I wish we, I wish they would give it.
0: I wish they would give us like a sample schedule to just kind of sink our teeth into because I don't know what they consider a traditional rival.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, and like, how do you play uh, thirteen teams in eighteen games? Like, yeah. How does that happen? You're obviously playing several, couple
0: a times. couple of teams. Yeah. But both years. And what do they consider? Is, is Baylor Texas tech a traditional rival because of ties to the Southwest conference and all that kind of is stuff
1: for Texas tech Houston.
0: Yeah. I mean that that's in state that predates the big 12, but that's it does, but there's something there that could come with. Is it, Texas tech, Oklahoma state. I, I don't know. I don't know what they consider traditional rivals because honestly, as much as I hate to admit it, most once Oklahoma and Texas are gone, a lot of the quote unquote traditional rivalries are gone. I mean, I guess there's TCU Baylor, yeah, um, Kansas K state, of course, Iowa state, Kansas state, Kansas state. But I think that's even kind of, Recent. I don't know if that I, I I'm sure it's been there's been some bad blood or something over the years But I don't think it's really kicked up except for the last, you know, five to eight years. It's gotten really interesting and and uh, one of my favorite uh, games, but I'm, I'm just I'm, I'm gonna see what they think a traditional rival is and uh, We'll take it from there. Who knows we might be playing? I don't know. I'm trying to think of somebody random we might be playing UCF every year. Traditional rivals. <laughs> Didn't we have a bowl game in Orlando once?
1: Uh, I don't know. Where is the Gator Bowl played? Yeah, that's a good question. No idea. So we played Virginia after yeah. 2007. Howie Long, son. Yeah, yeah. B- basketball, it w- <laughs> you'll stay at 18 games, uh, but just like football, will no longer be round robin. So again, you'll play. Uh, you know, well, it's, it's actually it, it's going to be the same math for football. When they say you're going to play every team at least once every two years, that's your night. That's your 18 conference games. You'll get 18 conference games in basketball every year. And I, I'm sure they'll have to spread that out too. Like you'll get everybody twice in three years, or everybody three times in five, or whatever that math would turn out to be. Yeah, which I guess wouldn't matter because you wouldn't. Texas tech or sorry, Texas and Oklahoma would be out and you'd be back down to 12 before you could play everybody. So it probably doesn't matter. Um, and Texas and Oklahoma, Oklahoma could just blow this up and be out before 2023. Anyways, <laughs> Just like, well, we did this for nothing. But speaking of basketball, big 12 media days going on today, Tuesday night recording and Wednesday women's went today. Men's are tomorrow. It was a Wednesday. As you listen to this, getting ready for Mark Adams to take the stage, press conference, um, press conference for Big 12 media day starts at about nine o'clock. Mark Adams hits the uh, stage at eleven thirty. Uh, the players he took with him: forward Fardoz. Amac, guard Davion Harmon, and forward Kevin Obanner. So interesting that he's taken two newcomers of the three players. Uh, and I, I'm still really interested to see what what Amac's going to look like. Is 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 there is there going to be any anything you can take away from? Uh, yeah, he his, foot, his foot injury. Like, Is he on a scooter? Yeah. Is, he, is he in a boot? Is he walking yeah. just fine? Um, so we'll, we'll see more about that. The preseason poll did come out. Texas Tech has been picked to finish fifth, uh, tied with Oklahoma State. And I think we're seeing that with, with, with the football this year. Everything is so close and so hotly contested within the Big 12. Even if you finished fifth in the conference, I don't think that would be a bad, necessarily a bad season because of how good the rest of the conference. Obviously I would love to finish first. I'd love to win the conference. Um, You haven't won the conference in a few years now. So it's like, I want to get back to that. But the way it's been picked out, Baylor, Kansas, Texas, TCU, and your top four, it's hard to argue against any one of those. Like TCU were like, they were getting pretty good last year. They return literally everybody miles, not, not miles price, but uh, miles uh, Micah Peavy they're they're forward slash center number four whatever his name is I, I'm blanking on it and then seventh Oklahoma Iowa State West Virginia Kansas State
0: yeah I I don't get too worked up on these um because Tech's kind of they've overperformed as much as they've underperformed in the last seven polls or so so that's fine uh, I Uh I just I'm anxious to get it started I want to see what Adams has put together what how this team is going to play differently I think it's going to be a lot less positionless as as it was last year I was very skeptical of them not having any true bigs last year but uh, they made it work pretty well especially on the defensive end they were a menace uh, just trying to get passes through every single player when they have a six nine wingspan so it'll be a little bit different this year on that, having some true bigs and some true point guards.
1: Yeah, because we we, uh, we were hearing at least in the preseason this early practicing time and then the the scrimmage that happened, Daniel yeah. Bacho has been looking really really good. Yes. Uh, so that another you know true five maybe out there. Hardaus Amac would be kind of in that pushing towards a five. Uh, Davion Harmon is more of like a true point guard. Yeah. Uh, who, who could probably also really score too, but yeah, I, I, you you maybe. I wouldn't say going more like traditional and having positions, um, but you're, you're kind of hybrid transitioning kind of away from that, or at least first steps and addressing some of the biggest concerns we had from last season, which I think is great to see that Mark Adams was like, Hey, this didn't work. Like we, we had some holes. Let's, uh, let's address that instead of, Oh, we just didn't have yeah. the right, we just had, we didn't have the right group of six, nine guys. Let's, let's, let's try again.
0: <laughs> yeah. Let's get it. Let's get a true point guard, you know, or a, a uh, let's try to get some real shooters. Uh, let's get some big men. I mean, he's he's changing it up, which it's it's exciting. I mean, that's one thing that's fun about being a fan now is the transfer portal. As frustrating as it can be, it leads to situations like this, where if you have a coach and a staff who is able to kind of see what is available and tweak their mindset and their offense and even their defense to the players that are available and the players that want to come here, then it gets really exciting because then you don't know what you're going to see from year to year. And in a good way, yeah. because you you want to, you're like, well, one, we don't know these players very well. We haven't seen them except in just some clips from practice and maybe from their previous destinations, but then to see them all come together and what uh, Adams and his staff is going to ask of them to do and, and how they're going to, Execute and uh, it's exciting to just think about. And I can't believe that November seventh, just a few weeks away, guys. Yeah, that's like three weeks away, man. Monday against Northwestern State. They will be hosting Northwestern State here in Lubbock, eight o'clock. So it will be here before we know it.
1: I really quickly, I want to go over this roster because I, I just it blows my mind just how much it's changed, but also like what, what, what all is there to be excited about. Um sorry, I, I was I, I got on the team page and I was looking at Fardaw's AMAC foot. Fardaw's AMAC <laughs> foot. Because it's like it's almost like they edited out his left foot. Or maybe it's just hidden behind Coach Adams. I don't know. That's weird. It's hidden. That's um, great. I love it. Uh forward Kevin O'Banner guard Lamar Washington is gonna be a freshman from coming in from Arizona Compass. Freshman guard, Pop Isaacs, who I think we've heard a lot about. Uh, some crazy hair in that picture. Um, you see, it's, it's contained in the team picture. Demarion Williams is the guard from Gardner Webb transfer. Freshman Robert Jennings is a forward out of Alliance of Christian Athletes. Forward KJ Allen. Forward Fardoz Amac, Daniel Bacho. Guard CJ Williams from Fayetteville, Arkansas. Uh, Jalen Tyson coming in the transfer from Texas. Uh, the Highly recruited uh, blue chip, Elijah Fisher, freshman guard coming out of uh, Toronto, Canada, 6'6", 190. Davion Harmon, uh, 6'2", guard, transfer from Oklahoma, then Oregon, then to Texas Tech. Uh, North Carolina transfer guard, Kerwin Walton. But going back to what you were talking about about how the the offense is kind of, or how the team is kind of gearing up to having more more positions. I wonder how much of an influence is coming from Steve Green, the the new offensive Mm -hmm. assistant coming over from South Plains, who has really studied the Golden State Warriors and tried to emulate their success and their system. Yeah, I mean, that's that's just
0: what you like to see. I know it's only his second year, but for Adams to have brought in a guy like that with a completely different offensive mindset, and then maybe handed him the keys to an extent and say, what do you think you could do with, with this guy? What do you think you could do with this player? I don't know if he's going to fit. Okay. Well, what about this? You know, maybe he just really kind of gave him um, a lot of sway and and into the type of offense that tech's going to play. I just yeah. can't believe that it's almost here. And they have um, Amac and Bacho Bacho listed at six eleven. But I think Amac's an inch taller. So someone's I think someone's seven foot, but I'm not sure who. Yeah, it, it's
1: very close in, in the picture, Amac definitely looks taller than Bacho, but it even looks like he's leaning a little bit. Yeah. He doesn't the, look like he's standing straight up. He's leaning on
0: that right leg, man. He's kind of, leaning. Oh, that's over. right. Yeah, yeah. That's right. He's got his foot off the ground.
1: He doesn't even have it in a shoe. Yeah. Uh, he, he had it been like in a boot or something for this picture. Oh man. Yeah. I just see toes. There's toes behind Mark Adams. All right. All right. We're, okay. we're is okay. filming a we're, we're team off photo. The grid. Yeah. We're off um, the grid. Did, did you mention the, the preseason poll? Tech, Tech checking it at twenty five so. on the AP preseason poll, which are usually ridiculous. But it's better to start there and work your way up sure. than to start off of it. Um, yeah, get the benefit of the doubt early. I'm
0: th- that is one thing that, yeah, preseason. I just said something about preseason Big Twelve rankings. I never get too worked up about those, but I'm not worked up about. I either, really, but, I'm not worked up about it either. But I really do think it's advantageous to start on that. AP 25 list. Yeah. Even if you drop off of it at some point, Hey, you were there. So I, the, the names there, I, I do think it makes a difference. Even if, if tech
1: just squeaked by at number 25. Yeah. Cause your, your strength of schedule, I mean, I, I'm, I'm going to try to find it really quick. Oh, it's probably, it's probably very trash. low. Um, yeah. So, uh, early on Tex Tech's, Tech's checking in at 17th on Ken Palm, uh, strength of schedule. It, it's all, it's, it's all zero right now. Cause nobody's played a game. Um, so never mind. But <laughs> all right, so let's wrap this up with what we learned, uh, and then get ready for the West Virginia football game this weekend, homecoming. Uh, but let's get to what we learned. What do we learn, Palmer? I don't know, sir. I don't know either. All right. One, I wanted to. I wanted to have a, a quick follow up with our man Tristan McGonigal who had some Blink One Eighty Two hate last week. It was just takes. It wasn't hate. Takes, sure. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 when I saw this, I tweeted at him and he, he liked the re- reply, whatever. But uh, tickets for the blink one World Tour sold out within just a few minutes. Yeah. So there's enough people that want to go see this that bought up all, all the tickets. Whether or not you think they're the best, I mean, I don't think about saying they're best since Beatles, but there are enough of us, Spencer's, in the world that want to go see Blink One Eighty Two, that bought them out. Were and the Were the Beatles even that good?
0: People are asking. I'm I'm just I'm just throwing smoke
1: to the fire. Yes, wood to the fire, whatever. I don't know. All right, and then I I saw this the the point you're going to make, and I was actually a little a little peeved about it. And I'll tell you why in a second.
0: Good, because I have some takes on it too. All right, so as you know, we are an unofficial. Whataburger podcast. <laughs> and so I have, uh, y- y'all may have seen it too, but they have the new chili cheeseburger at Whataburger, which is, I'm going to read what's on it. It's two beef patties, two slices of cheese, chili, corn chips, onions, and mustard. And what's interesting about this to me is several things. One, the two pieces of meat. I feel like that's just that's too much, man. It's heavy. That's too much. It, let me let me tell you. Let me give you some. Let me give you some calories. Do you want to know? I, I of course you do.
1: I do, but I don't. Okay, the chili cheeseburger junior, <laughs> which, which, is one, con- which is one patty, or is it just no, smaller it's, patties. It's,
0: it's just it's just the four inch bun and the four inch patty. So it's just the Whataburger junior version of the chili cheeseburger. It's still two patties and it's six hundred sixty five calories. not as bad as I thought it was going to be. Right. But then if that's you pretty, go to the full size,
1: calorically dense. Entree. Yes. <laughs> if you go to the full
0: size, if you go to the big boy, you get you the five inch bun, all that kind of stuff. Twelve hundred fifty five calories. Hardly seems worth it. Hardly <laughs>
1: seems I don't I I. don't know the math, though, like, is that one inch difference? Like, does that make up, you know, the the difference in area of a circle? Right. I don't know. If, I don't know
0: how it almost doubles. I really don't know how it almost doubles. Just from, I mean, it's still two patties in both burgers. What's 665 times two? You people with mental mats. What's that, 1,300? Uh, 1,330. So it's almost double. It's not quite. Uh, The other thing I noticed, too, was they're calling them corn chips, which I I I brought that up, too, to
1: Samantha, because I I don't think they they get the rights to Fritos.
0: Yeah, because um, I know Sonic has the right to Fritos, and Mm -hmm. I know the right to Fritos. That's a song Blink-182 should make. But they, they have the <laughs> the right to Fritos and so does Dairy Queen because I know Dairy Queen uses Fritos on their chili cheese crunch something. I don't know. They got some chili cheese thing, something. So anyway, I don't know if if I'm going to try this one because two patties seems like a lot. So it's basically like between by the time you add chili, you're basically eating three patties worth of beef on a burger. That's a lot. That's a lot going on there, but I might give it a shot. And they also have like a white chocolate raspberry shake. Okay. So <laughs> that's what you should get with it. And just really just go all out. I'm, I'm going to, you, okay, you, you tell me what you had going on and, you, and I'm going to put a put together this order with
1: a shake. <laughs> you were describing the exact order that my father-in-law made tonight. No way. <laughs> we went to Whataburger tonight. Samantha had this like huge uh, presentation today and needed all of us out of the house. Um, so this is for school. Uh, so I took the boys and our dogs to her parents' house because uh, her, her, her presentation was like four thirty to six. I was like, we, we, we gotta get out of the house for a while. Um, and then when she was done, she came over and then joined us. Like, hey, what, what do you want to do for dinner? Uh, and then. They my in-laws had like just gotten some Waterburger coupons or something. I don't know. They're like, well, there's this chili cheeseburger and this new shake. I want to go try it. Like, you want to do water burger? Like, I'm always down for water burger. Samantha down for water burger. So yeah, well, okay, let's go. Okay. So he had it. He said it, he thought it was pretty good. Uh didn't yeah. he he doesn't eat as much as I do. But he ate all the entire burger, but could hardly touch his fries because of how dense the burger was. Yes. Uh, and also had the white chocolate raspberry shake. Um, oh my gosh. My man. He's, he's, he's the man. Cause
0: what he did was he, he took care of a 1200 calorie <laughs> burger and then knocked out. Oh, they don't even have it for the shake. They don't have it individual, but I added it to the, the meal. So the meal, if you get the large fries and the burger and the shake, that's 2375. That's not what it costs. That's the calories.
1: That's ridiculous. It's only twelve twenty-eight. Um, it's, I it's I not, did not. It's not a bad price for I what I get, get. So, what uh, my thoughts on it? The other night we were going through some some leftovers, and we had we had recently had Frito pie at our house. Ah, oh, and we beautiful had, fall staple. We had grilled hamburgers. Like, oh, I'm gonna put the two together, and I made <laughs> I made a Frito pie burger. I was like, man, this is fantastic. Somebody should get on this. And then I'm not even kidding. Like three days later, I get the notification from Whataburger. We got this new burger out. I was like, they were listening. Obviously, they were. They, they, they couldn't turn around a new product that quickly. But I just thought it was interesting that I set it in my living room where there is a, an Alexa device. And then Whataburger comes out with the same menu item that I said. Somebody should make this.
0: The difference is you get the luxury of making yours with Fritos. Yeah. Instead, I, of, some, instead of Instead of...
1: H E B corn chips or whatever. Generic they probably is H E B corn chips. Yeah, it really Let's might be, be honest. Um I I don't think I'll try it. I mean I'm mm. I may I, I, will later. I may do the smaller version because I just I don't know. I just I don't know if I can get down with that big. I don't know. It just doesn't it's just not appealing to me. I I've done it and I was like, that was good, but I don't know if I want to do it again.
0: Well that's what I learned. I learned that they've got a chili cheeseburger. And I'm not sure if I'm in for it either.
1: All right. So that'll do it for us on the 23 personal podcast, <laughs> getting back to our food roots. We are excited to get back to football host West Virginia for homecoming this weekend. We're both taking Texas tech to win. I got the Raiders winning 38 30 Michael at 42 31 for Michael. I'm Spencer. That'll do it for us. We'll catch you next time.